You can worry if you want to. You can cry if you are scared. You can direct all your energy at being more prepared for a journey that had started so very long ago. Or you can focus on the learning and let your spirit grow. You can focus on the learning. Your spirit grow. Welcome to Love is the Power podcast, where we explore as a group ways to end suffering. Mostly through a process called the work of Byron Katie. Also guided meditations with the um, purpose of supporting direct experience of the truth of who we are, which is already free of all suffering. And for me, after 20 plus years practicing the work daily, uh, came to realize that the work is love in action, applying love to every situation, circumstance, experience of our life. Thank you so much for listening and welcome. And if you ever want to join live, we meet every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. The details are on the podcast of how to join. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, welcome back, everyone, to season two of Love is the Power. We are starting off this season with a reintroduction episode um, to give everyone, any of our new listeners, a chance to hear about Tom and kind of how he came to the work, and also to introduce myself and Freya and how we found Tom and came to the work. And um, yeah, I think that as I've been reflecting on the reintroduction episode, I just have found such a deep appreciation of the way that you articulate your story, Tom, and how you've really woven in these beautiful lessons and insights. And, and I think, that's just a part of the way that you share the work that has always really resonated with me is like your ability to articulate articulate it and put it into experiences that really help me have direct experiences with the truth or with the truth of who I am. And so I'm just 
excited that we get to share this all again with everyone. And so a little bit about me. Um, I actually found Tom at a green smoothie workshop in Canada over 10 years ago, um, drinking, drinking green smoothies every day. And then they, the facility or the hosts of the workshop were like, and if you want, you can also do the work with this guy named Tom. He's pretty awesome. And, um, and yeah, so while doing that retreat, I was introduced to the work and I remember having a journal or like a, your, a pad of paper and just writing down again, like the way you articulated things. I just remember that journal revisiting it after the workshop and it just, just feeling this experience of, um, the truth of who I was in a way that I never had before. And so after that, I was there with some family members and we all were just so um, moved by the way that you shared the work that we started inviting you to come to our home and inviting our friends and all of my partners. We've done couple sessions with you and, um, and yeah, I just, uh would gift sessions to my friends birthday presents to my <laughs> friends of sessions with tom and i just always felt this desire to get to share you and what you were bringing to the world and so flash to 2020 when um i brought the idea to dory and you know asked her if she, would she be interested in helping me start a podcast so that we could share Tom's voice. And he said, yes. And so we started that up right as the world was shutting down. And, um, and then uh, a couple months into that, we were contacted by Freya, who's going to introduce herself quickly here, um, uh, asking if she could be of support and um and yeah then we've been we we went 101 episodes straight of mm. podcast episodes which is pretty cool and amazing yeah <laughs> and um yeah mm. so i'd love to transition over to you freya and um yeah hear how you how you found the work and tom and then all the way up to offering your support mm. thank you caroline mm -hmm. and when you i'm curious too in the story uh, uh, when you started the podcast did you start the group at the very same time that the the weekly group meditations where you invited others to sit in yes yes one, one we of the did same? start that mm-hmm and yeah, it actually was because we, you know, as you know, all of us know that the reason that we wanted the group meditations was because we felt the power of the group, the group like weekends that Tom would do and the magic that would happen when the, when a group would come together to do the work together. So mm -hmm. yeah, we were like, okay, let's, you know, maybe we're just offer some 
group meditation calls um, so we can get that same kind of energy going. And yeah, and then it just ended up becoming a, I mean, at that time it was bi-weekly, um, but yeah, it became a weekly component that, mm. yeah, so that all happened at the same time. Turned out to be a good experiment. Very good experiment. <laughs> Yeah, especially in the beginning of COVID when we all had more time to, and we're getting used to getting on Zoom for everything. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, um, well, I'll just go with continuing where you were at. Um, I, I had, well, I, okay, no, I'll, I'll go back. <laughs> I first found the work. Um, maybe 10 years ago um, and started really getting into, immediately um, I went to the school, um, the school for the work with Katie and then went into the Institute for the work and started deepening my practice. And they, you know, it's becoming certified, but it's just, it's really deepening your practice, your personal practice also always. Um, and, and just fell in love with the work in general and at, um, and it completely changed my life. Um, and, and at my first school, I met Tom. Um, and what, what drove me to the work at the time, I was working through some relationship challenges. And I remember Tom was sitting at the, like the back desk of help, um, the help desk and, uh, and I went over and you, and, and, and you looked completely different to me back then. I remember. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 I went back there and I, cause I was, and I had so much shame of what I was working through and, and the way that he was like, well, we, we need to, I don't remember what, the exact sentence he said, but it was really, it hit my heart of like, we just need to, we can't keep dealing with this or let's, let's look at this. And, and um, yeah, and, and I also, after that, um, or during, during the schooling, he, I was listening to um, him on the speaker when he would read the poetry. Um, and I that took, took me back to, like that, that hit me in a certain way also. Um, and then later, I think it was a couple couple years later, a friend had said that Tom was coming through and had a workshop. And I said, oh, okay. And I had already gone to other um, facilitators workshops and I was just really heavy in the work in general. And then I, when I went to Tom's, it was just um, like you said, Caroline, the, the way that, that he articulates the work and, um, and also the way that you format um, Tom, the way that you format questions um, is different. And for me, there's like this, how I experience it is this um, really a way to bring in the emotions or welcome the emotions in ways that I wasn't able to tap into with the work on my own or I hadn't found on my own and, um, or with other facilitators. And so, um, and that really was helpful for me. So after that, I really wanted to continue. And I went to, I, I think a Santa Cruz workshop um, with my partner, I brought him and I, um, 
there was other friends too that I remember I was just like you Caroline like oh you have to come and um and yeah and I felt the same thing and then I would look for I for Tom's um what's happening with Tom where is Tom and I couldn't <laughs> find it <laughs> and I would go on Facebook <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I go on Facebook and there's like really dated not much stuff there and I was like okay and then I go on his website and I wouldn't see too much and I was like what he, but he's really good and he's been around for a while like I know he's doing things and um but it was only like through word of mouth that I'd hear just these random people like oh yeah he's gonna be in some yoga studio like back here in grass valley i'm like oh okay you know and, and so and and i remember thinking um wow i want to help get him out there but i didn't have <laughs> I help this guy <laughs> and then most of it was for my own personal <laughs> you know like i want to know what's happening like everybody should know like kind of kind of with caroline of like getting you out there because i was like this is this is really helpful and and i can't i can't find you so um <laughs> but i didn't at the time i just didn't have the space or that that wasn't where i was um but then when i saw yeah i went one of those days i was like okay maybe we're maybe tom's doing something and i looked on facebook and there was a newsletter and it was linked and it was kind of hard to read it was like I had to zoom in and I saw the group meditation when I zoomed in like on a PDF, you know? And I was like, oh, okay, there's a group Zoom call. This is amazing. And that's that's when I bumped into y'all. And um, and then from there, I was like, wait a minute, it's happening again. And there's, oh, and there's the podcast. Oh, there's a team, there's something happening here. Oh, Tom's getting out. I was so excited. and. <laughs> And, and then I was like, yes, they're doing it. And then I thought, oh, this is, this is perfect. I like, I want to be, you know, I've worked on my own a lot. It's like, I'd, I'd love to be a part of a team. I'll do it then. Um, mm. And so that's, yeah, that's when I reached out and um, I've been really happy to be on the Love is the Power team. Mm. And um, yeah, so that's, that's my story. Thank you, Karina. Yeah, thank you, Karina. Pretty happy to have you too in the team. Yeah. It's amazing for me to <laughs> yeah. open up it's... to such beautiful support. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it is a shared, a shared experience that I think many people have had over the years of being very moved by Tom's work and then not knowing how to experience that again. So <laughs> <laughs> we are hopefully bringing that level of consistency um for everyone involved which yeah so thank you for all the ways that you've been supporting that for you mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and we're gonna and there's gonna be more i'm excited so. yes <laughs> yeah yeah so with Just all of that <laughs> we'd love now to um hand it over to you tom to share with us kind of what was going on in your world before you met the work and what has been going on since. <laughs> yeah, well, just um, continuing where Freya left off. Um, and you, Caroline, uh, just saying yes to the, your, you and uh, Dory's um, 
invitation to try this experiment of a podcast um, saying yes to that was um, you know kind of kind of was uh, the it was a big opening for me um, mm. uh, to let go of um, some kind of reluctance to put myself out there. Um, mm. And just now is uh, flashing back to uh, the end of a school. And um, just very briefly, I staffed over 30 schools and, and from like 99 to about 2005 and went to every school and there was like four or five a year and often at the end of the school um, someone in the core staff would um, would get some feedback that's not easy to receive and um, often it was me (laughs) which you know were tremendous gifts and 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 this particular school, it wasn't me. I'm so happy. <laughs> and, uh, um, but anyway, after the feedback for the for this other staff, um, and then privately, Katie came to me, and uh, and the the main thing, uh, the main feedback was around self interest for this other staff core staff person. Who, uh, and Katie came to me and said. Um, Tom, your self-interest is your internal world, your internal experience. And um, and I, I, right away I could tell it was true what she was saying. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, like an element of holding on to the understanding and the realizations and the experiences um, uh, you know, uh, to hold on to like a possession, uh, a mind kind of aspect. And, um, you know, just now uh, listening to this and, and remembering the yes to the podcast and all uh, that memory just came up, which I hadn't, hadn't thought of in quite a while. And, mm-hmm. and, and now I can see, oh, yeah, I, I was still holding on to that self-interest of wanting this the the truth to be mine mm. and uh, and from that place a reluctance to be um out in the open um, mm. so um so saying yes to the podcast felt like um kind of the last straw in that in that um, um holding on to this amazingly rich internal life that i've had and um, that is available for to everyone. Everyone has the same, might not look the same, but everyone has the same rich internal life or presence. Um, um, and which also makes me think of something else that I heard from Katie many times um, where she would say, if I can do it, you can do it. Um, which reminds me of the, 
my early days with her, I came from uh, a guru background. Uh, Paramahamsa Yogananda was I had taken him on as my guru, who wrote the book Autobiography of Yogi for those who never heard of him, and had been doing his meditation techniques for about sixteen years when I found the work. And so I had that guru mindset and saw enlightenment as a you know a special experience uh, uh, like a herculean effort mm. uh only you know only amazing people will ever get there you know but i had that kind of mindset and, and, and which i put on to katie as well and one of the qualities that i saw um, over those first few years with katie was um um, I know I saw she had room for everything because I, uh, I, I, I got to work very closely with her and the travel I was traveling with her like 10 to 12 weeks out of the year so uh, so over time after after um, undoing enough stories um, I was at a school and I saw that quality again in her room for everything except this time I saw it as uh, inside it was like of course that that's the nature of life the nature of god the nature of consciousness the nature of who we are without our story has effortlessly has room for everything but it was it was all of a sudden it was very clear oh that's that's actually natural that's who we are without our story or life itself room for everything and so that was the the beginning of the end of this idea of, of, of superhuman efforting to become awake and realizing, oh, no, we're, we're, you know, we're undoing, we're, we're removing the cover for the truth of who we are and allowing, allowing ourselves to be consciously aware of what's always present, which is how uh, the way Katie says that is, the work um, allows us to catch up with reality. So another way of saying that would be the work allows us to experience what we've always been, which is love, which is um, which has room for everything, <clears throat> which um, allows everything to be as it is, which welcomes everything as it is, and um, um, which which is where the title love is the power um, came from which, which is what i use for the title for retreats and the title for the podcast and um, because over, over time of doing the work I, I i began to experience to realize or experience the work as love in action that every part of the work was was um uh, involved every part of the work to do every part of the work uh, requires us to get in touch with the love that we are just writing the worksheet is is um not that we always do this when we write a worksheet but it in it, ideally it's we're bringing a loving listening open welcoming presence to the upset parts of us with no agenda 
for these parts of ourselves to ever be different. And it's just like, honey, sweetheart, tell me everything. And, it, and, and, and you just fill out the judging member worksheet, just allowing the upset to have a voice. And then, um, and then to question that. And, and um, I used to be, in the earlier days, I would be um, a bit violent with doing the work, which I, uh, I think everyone goes through. You know, I would have the agenda of eliminating or getting rid of the upset parts of me, the disturbed, hurt, um, angry, frustrated parts of myself. And, um, um, and over time, I realized uh, violence doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> who's been in the work probably has had the experience where sometimes uh, their worksheet just flows out of them and when they go to question it it just undoes itself effortlessly and usually that's because the starting place of writing the worksheet actually came came from the loving listening presence uh, what was was there it was um, agenda free um, and um, yeah so so tom you said ahead. that you um you you was 14 years in yogananda and then and then you were introduced to the work how old were you when you when you first found work. work yeah so that would have been around 40 i think mm. let's say 41 maybe the summer of 99 and yeah. um i've noticed um in your workshops and like i said at the school too, um, that you always just, you had the poems at the school, but then in your workshops, you always just, you can grab a book and flip to quotes. So you had other teachers too along the way. Yeah, what was, yeah so I found uh, uh, Yogananda when I was like 24, 25, started. Um, prior to that, I was very apathetic. And um, I didn't see, there was nothing in the world that made sense to me that I was interested in other than uh, partying and hanging out with friends. It was the only thing that made sense. So it was very apathetic before finding an autobiography of a yogi. And, um, and then... Um, did you have something that you went through when you found that? Because that's usually when people go through the spiritual. Well, yeah, I was visiting a friend. I was laid off from work. Um, and I was visiting a college friend in out in Colorado in, in um, Boulder. And he and his brother grew magic mushrooms for a living. So I was, stayed with them for three weeks. And they said, oh, you can eat as many mushrooms as you like. And they had just trays and trays of them. And, um, and so 14 out of the 21 days, I ate mushrooms. And, and I think it was the last 
the last day of my last time I ate mushrooms on that three week visit. Um, I ate quite a few grams and uh, and then went for a walk up into the foothills uh, of the Rocky Mountains with the with their dog. And we came out to this beautiful vista. I was sitting next to the dog and I kept looking over at, at him and it was so clear that he knew something that I didn't know about life. He, he just looked so alive, so awake, so present. And as soon as I had that thought, a voice, uh, a very clear voice said, Tom, you're here spiritually evolving. And I was like, oh, that's right. I completely forgot. And then, um, uh, and then a week later, I was visiting a friend out in California on the same trip and um, told his roommate about the experience. And he said, oh, well, you, you need to read this book. And he gave me autobiography of Yogi and light went on and uh, quit, quit drinking, quit smoking. I'd been I smoked pot every day for, you know, I think I was 24 at the time. So I think from 18, for about eight years, smoked pot every day. And um, anyway, completely changed my life, started meditating twice a day, doing yeah, Yogananda had home, uh, these lessons that were sent to your home on uh, living a balanced material and spiritual life. And um, so I started to read those and became initiated at, in uh, the Kriya Yoga technique, which is the highest technique offered by um, that organization, which uh, in that ceremony you also accept Yogananda, Yogananda as your guru. And, um, um, and so I practiced those techniques um, twice a day for about 16 years before finding the work. And then along the way, I uh, was introduced to a woman named Kim Rosen, <laughs> which is a fun story. How that happened, I I I, I built a home, and um, I was going to live in the home with my family, but it ended up being way more expensive than I thought it was going to be. So we had to sell it, and so we put it on the market before it was finished. And um, we put it on the market for like two hundred forty-five thousand uh, dollars. So this is—I forget what year this was, nineties. And um, and then as I was getting closer to finishing, all the numbers came in, and it was like, oh, we're going to lose money at two hundred forty-five thousand. We need to raise the price. 40,285 and the realtor was like, there's no way the market can't handle that. Um, and I said, well, we, we have to, so raise the price. And then, and then uh, a couple weeks later, we got an offer for the full price, except for the realtor had not raised the price like I asked him. He had kept it at the 245. So we got an offer at, at the full asking price which was 40,000 less than what I had told the realtor. I said, so I told the realtor, sorry, but I, I told you that you had to raise it. We can't afford to sell it at that. 
so he went back to the person and said, um, told her, I, you know, I goofed and it's actually 285,000. And, uh, and she said, sure. It was a very unique home. And, um, she's like, sure, I'll give him full price on condition that he and his wife go to these Kim Rosen workshops. Stop. <laughs> what? <laughs> where this? I was wondering where this was going. <laughs> what? Was so... and, no um, way. Yeah. And, you know, so this, I've been meditating twice a year doing the Yogananda thing. And then Kim. So anyway, my wife went to seven day retreat that year and I went to a weekend thing and had a massive opening with her. Um, in fact, that was the beginning of, I just remembered now, that was the beginning of um, uh, ending up here with Love is the Power because um, she would do lots of different things, but one aspect was um, a circular breathing, uh, mm -hmm. kind of a evolution of rebirthing as mm -hmm. I understand it, and emotional release. She also did energy work with her hands. She was for releasing. And um, so anyway, we're doing this breathing. She's guiding us through this breathing thing, journey, breath journey. And I went into a journey through power. And um, I, I didn't know that's what I was doing. But um, as I was following the guidance, doing the breathing, um, all of a sudden, I felt this rage come up inside of me, and um, and this rage just wanted to destroy everything, indiscriminately destroy everything. And then it moved from rage to righteous anger, and uh, this righteous anger wanted to destroy injustice everywhere. And then it moved into a feminine energy. And I experience this feminine energy as having complete power over the male energy. Hmm. And then it went into a male energy in the reverse, where this male energy had complete power over the feminine energy. And then I don't remember if it went to any other, it went anywhere else. I don't remember. But at some point, all of a sudden, it just it was like this light, like the sun. I, you know, I had my eyes closed, but there was this, this bright light like the sun. And I experienced myself as like a plant. Mm -hmm. And when that sunlight hit me, I, 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 had, I had to respond. I just opened as a plant. I just opened. I just grew. And then all of a sudden, it, was, uh, it became very clear that the, the sun was love. And that the whole universe um, responds to love. It's irresistible. Mm. And I felt it not on all the other power experiences. I felt them as power over. And this power of love was like the power. But it was not a power over anything. Mm. It, it was just an irresistible um, Power, mm -hmm. force of love, power of love <laughs> that everything responds to. And, um, and so it was interesting because I saw, oh, we're all on a power trip and, um, and rage, uh, righteous anger, uh, you know, f feminine trying to dominate the male or male trying to dominate the female. 
uh, and all the manipulations that we do and uh, all of that is just looking for power and um, and and that it's that it we're just looking in the wrong place there's nothing evil about the power trip <laughs> it's like oh he's on a power trip yes we're all on a power trip we're looking for where is the real power and it turns out to be love um, so eh, that was the beginning of my one aspect of the beginning of this journey into experiencing the love that we are um, which makes me think of a byron katie quote where she says um you know uh, who we are is love or what we are is love and to live any story less than love hurts um so uh, that was a beginning of realizing what I was looking for was the power of love, the experience of love. And, um, and over time, I began to realize the work itself was love in action. And um, also I had an experience with the family about seven years into my marriage and having a family, two kids. Um, that was a catalyst as well, where we were on a family trip. And at the time I was like crazy in love with my family. I thought my ex wife, she, she died a few years, seven, seven years ago. I thought she was my soulmate. Um, and we're on a family trip and everything's great. And then all of a sudden I had this flash awareness. I saw, I saw me clearly. And I saw that I had a motive and agenda running all the time with my family. And I saw it very clearly as not love. <laughs> and it was um, before I went into feeling devastated about it and condemning myself for it, before that happened, it was like in the clear scene that it was not love it was like a a, um, a a very sincere prayer went out to the universe of um, that I would like to experience the real thing. So um, lots lots of different catalysts. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, ah, what a wonderful, amazing journey. Mm. Yeah. So, and then I found Kim, another man named Guy Finley, who lived close to me, that um, I used to go visit while I was doing the work. And then uh, having the great fortune to be a full-time staff member for the schools over five years and went to like 20 schools in that five-year period and uh, yeah began to realize to experience um, oh yeah you know the uh, I was just flashing back to to the first time I saw Katie um, so Kim Rosen, who I had that experience with, with the breathing, she she discovered the Katie and the work and 
So I got ended up getting a gender neighbor worksheet and the little blue book at the time. Um, from her, the little blue book had basic basic instructions on how to do the work and um, and then some Katie quotes. And I remember reading that little blue book and uh, the gender neighbor worksheet. And for me, it was very clear. Oh, this had the best qualities of the Yogananda meditation techniques, the best qualities of the emotional release, uh, breath work stuff that I've been doing with Kim, as well as um, uh, seeing our shadow side, seeing the side of us that we don't want to look at. Um, but it, I, it was like, oh my gosh, this is just the, and everything I love in, in spirituality is contained in this very neat little meditation package. <laughs> and, um, and then of course I put it on the shelf and didn't, didn't apply it. And then we went on a, went on a family trip, my wife and uh, kids. And we went, our first stop was to visit my sister who lived in Hermosa beach, California. We ended up being there for nine days. And at the time Katie lived in Manhattan beach, the beach right next to Hermosa beach. And uh, she was given back-to-back -back weekend um, uh, seminars or uh, public event that was free, uh, which is in my price range, having a young family. And so I went to all four days, and on the fourth day, um, uh, back then at those public events, she would have people write worksheets and then volunteer to come up on stage and do the work in front of the group. And so I was just watching this woman doing the work and her story got me in touch with a rage inside, uh, actually got me in touch with a very intense rage, but a very deep hurt place. Mm -hmm. They, they work together. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and that rage wanted eternal damnation for everyone who had ever hurt me. And uh, even even like the tiniest little hurt, like I remember seeing an image of um, going through a checkout stand at a grocery store, and I really wanted a smile from the person working the cash register, and they were just kind of cold or indifferent. It was like even that person, I wanted eternal damnation. The rage in me wanted eternal suffering for that person, and I could feel even eternal suffering wasn't enough wouldn't satisfy the rage, but it was like, well, that's the best we can do. They'll, <laughs> they'll never die and suffer forever. Won't quite take care of it, but that's the best we can do. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, I just had this flash clarity awareness that all of a sudden it was just crystal clear. I had been hurting me with my beliefs, my thinking. And I had been giving me what I wanted, which was suffering for having hurt me. Mm. And in that moment, I saw it was so clear. I was ne had never been a victim of God, never been a victim of others, that I had, it was an inside job. I had done all the hurting had come directly from me. Mm. And in that moment, I completely let go of thinking. Uh, and mm -hmm. that rage changed to 
um, like a immovable, unshakable peace. Mm. Uh, almost like the degree of rage that I was feeling was the degree of peace. It was, and 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 in that moment, I realized, oh, our true nature is unshakable peace and the true nature of reality which is not separate is unshakable peace mm. and that whenever we have a thought that opposes reality since that moment i realize it, the futility of these thoughts because it causes it's what what actually happens is we're opposing reality and and i i know from the inside now that it's unshakable it's immovable <laughs> and the thought causes us to push against this unshakable immovable bedrock peace that is reality mm. <laughs> so anyway mm -hmm. uh, after that experience i was uh, obviously I'm hooked on the work and was fortunate enough to be able to go participate and, and that was in the summer so i went to participate and October in the fall of 99 and went back to volunteer as a volunteer staff in the spring, March of 2000 and in the spring in the at, um, 14 day school, Katie invited me to start coming to all the schools and um, which lasted for about five years and then continued to come when I could after that. Um, to, to, to say my like the the only thing like who we are is what we're looking for mm -hmm. who we are is um is you know every desire that we experience as humans is is really a desire for the truth of who we are which which is love which is peace which is harmony which is contentment which is freedom abundance creativity um, but if you analyze if you really analyze your desires it'll eventually you know what do i want that for what do i want that for what do i want that for you if you keep following it eventually it'll come to some quality of the truth of who we are without our story or what we are without our story it's always going to come down to peace or love or harmony or joy or happiness or contentment and, um, and 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 that can only be found in um, the experience of who we are without our story to use the work vernacular mm. and, uh, our true nature mm. so um, anyway very very blessed blessed life that I've had um, and um, a lot of suffering along the way and um, eventually I came to see they're just feelings and don't have to make a big deal out of it <laughs> um, and um, what a you know what a drama queen the, the mind is or the thinking is <laughs> <laughs> which is part of the process of the addiction from the drama you know, the, you know, the fear of boredom, fear of disappearing. Yeah. That drives our attachment to drama <laughs> and mm -hmm. suffering. 
So anyway, that's that's some some of some yeah. of the journey. Yes. <laughs> hope it's helpful. Thanks for so humbly sharing your journey <laughs> and your way through that and your experiences into that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, the other part of it is is just um, what a what a what a, an amazing gift that I, for whatever reason, life has allowed me to be in a position to to share this work, this inner work that I love, I'm so passionate about, and love so much. And and, um, and the podcast is um, one one avenue of, of being able to share what I love. And, yeah when you were sharing that part about getting that feedback from katie yeah how a part of you wanted to hold it i just felt like that was just so moving to hear and like i felt this pit drop in my stomach of like oh my god if you hadn't said yes like just the feeling i guess of looking at you know, our friends and seeing the gifts that they're here to share and that we each have our own kind of, you know, choice with that about if we're going to say yes to share um, yeah. and just being brought back to that moment, like where you were, uh, it was just so beautiful to thank you for, for exposing that, sharing that piece. And I just, it makes me even more grateful that you said that you did say yes and that you yeah. did yeah just you know offer yeah. yourself in the way that you do it's really yeah you know it's a you know it's katie often refers to herself as a yes mm. and that's, um, that's you know that moment was um, um, big big experience of the yes that is the truth of who I am and um, and um, you know the power of an invitation so you know, thank you for that invitation that um, you know allowed me to look again and am I a yes to life am I a yes to self am I a yes to love and my yes to others, my, mm. and um, you know, mm. you know uh, we are a yes, whether we notice or not. <laughs> I used to joke that the reason we hate is because um, we cannot not love. I hate that. I cannot not love. <laughs> yes to everything. I hate that. <laughs> I want some control. Yes. <laughs> or expression. Yeah. Yeah. No drama. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, much. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you for your yes. Bottom of my heart. Caroline. Mm, yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
Okay, blessed, amazing friends. <laughs> mm. One one last thing. Yeah. Caroline, um, should we introduce the extension to our Love is the Power team uh, on this? Yeah, sure. We are so happy to announce that we have a new sound engineer joining our team. Woohoo! Yeah! And that's Bella. 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 Woo! Out to Bella. <laughs> yes. So thank you, Bella, for also saying yes and mm -hmm. offering your beautiful heart and skills to this yeah. experience. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dory, also for all of your help this time. For all this yes, time. Indeed. Yes. Thank you, yep. Dory. I think okay, one friends. last one yeah, last thing is just um that mm -hmm. uh if if anyone wants to be a part of this uh to whatever degree whether it's listening to the podcast but can also join the weekly calls um that we have on zoom where tom facilitates a group and meditation inquiry that you hear on the podcast is um available to, to anyone so, yeah hmm. You can yes. just silently observe or participate, right. share your beautiful self with your voice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As Tom always says, we get by with a little help from our friends. Mm -hmm. Some things are just true. <laughs> Life is lived in lessons. Each lesson's got its theme. They keep circling back for you until you start to see Where you forgot you were connected with everything It's okay, we all do it too, it just takes remembering It's okay, we all do it too, it just takes remembering that love is what we're all here for It's the only score we're keeping So settle yours Love is what we're all here for It's the only score we're keeping So settle yours You can do all of the things you can play all of the parts you can make a mess of everything or score off all the charts but when you reach the end and you think that you have died you will do it all again The views and opinions expressed on the Love is the Power podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Byron Katie, nor the intent of her self-inquiry method known as the work. 
If you wish to know more about the work of Byron Katie, go to thework.com. And if you wish to know more about Tom, please visit theworkwithtom.com.